this one too. Okay, so retake segment one. Hi, this is Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I'm about out and about in downtown Seattle at, uh, well, the Renaissance Hotel, 28th floor. We're at a very cool event. This is uh, a champagne tasting called uh, Le Champagne and des Vignerons. This means uh, the champagne makers and the vineyard growers. Uh, and I have the pleasure of having, um, well, Nicolas Reynon, who is the vigneron for Champagne Henriette Bazin, and that's, uh, of course, located in the Champagne region. Um, Nicolas, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello. So um, tell me a little bit about the history of Champagne Henriette Bazin. Oh, it's a very old history. My wife and I are the fourth generation of Champagne producer, but the family, the, the estate, sorry, is family owned since more than three centuries, and we are Champagne producer since 1890. Now, there are several regions in Champagne, and uh, which particular region do you hail from? I'm coming from Montagne de Reims. It's uh, the area between Reims and Epernay. Epernay is the turntable for Champagne, and Montagne de Reims is the kingdom of the Pinot Noir. Yes, and uh, of course the village of Reims, or the city now, it's quite a big city, uh, was known for where the, uh, the kings, the royalty of France, were crowned. Is that correct? Exactly, in a very nice and big cathedral. Huge cathedral, very tall, uh, very gothic, um, and epic. Now, when we think about epic wines, um, I see that you produce six wines here, and this is your first time to Seattle, is that correct? Yes, exactly. We produce 14 different wines, and we've elected six for this tasting at Seattle. Um, I love it. So, uh, Champagne Henriette Bazin is uh, named after uh, the winemaker's parents and uh, tell me about the winemaker uh, the winemaker is my wife uh, it's uh, and uh, so she is coming from a family of champagne producer it's kind of genetic patrimony let's say <laughs> and uh, so she's the winemaker because she know everything about she always worked behind her father Charles, uh working in the cellar in the vines and my side I love nature and I'm focused on the terroir on the plots so I mean I try to make the best grapes as I can I mean the grapes who carry the taste of the land they are coming from and she's making the wine, the champagne that she wants with those grapes. Fantastic. So Nicola, um, when it comes to um, producing wine, obviously there's a couple ways you can buy grapes or you can grow grapes. Now, um, which do you do both? Do you grow them all or do you actually purchase some grapes as well? No, we only uh, produce champagne with our own grapes. We don't buy grapes and we don't uh, sell grapes. It's our own production. And we have a special name for that and that's called that's called Récoltant Manipulant. It's something you can check on every labels of bottle of champagne. It's the two letters RM, which means Récoltant, it's harvesters, and Manipulant, it's you make your own champagne with your own grapes. Yes, and uh, when you look at this, when you try to study a French label, or I should say a champagne label, um, every champagne house has two letters and then a dash and up to four numbers. And uh, some of those can be Négociant Manipulant or uh, Cooperative Manipulant and uh, Marc d'Achaté, um, etc. So you actually grow the grapes and produce the wine. How many acres um, are you growing? I'm sorry, I don't know in acres. Oh, you're right. How many hectares? So it's seven and a half. All right, seven and a half times 2.4 gives us about 19 acres or something like that, I would imagine. Um, and what are the grapes you're producing? You said earlier something about Pinot Noir. 
Yes, because we are located on three villages of Montagne de Reims, who are named Verzi and Verzonnet for the two first ones. They are Grand Cru uh, classified and they are producing mostly Pinot Noir, but also Villers Marmery. It's the only village exposed east on the Montagne de Reims, and it's also the only one to carry 99% of Chardonnay. It's the jewel of Montagne de Reims because is the only one with uh, the white grape variety in the notion of black grape variety. Interesting. When you think of France and um, the great history of growing, the tradition of growing world-class grapes, of course, um, a lot of that had to do with uh, the uh, the Catholic Church or the, the Christian Church and having monks who were the educated ones, and of course they tended the, the farms and the fields, and of course they had to make wine for their sacraments. Was Champagne something like that? I, uh, did Champagne have the, uh, the monks and the abbeys? Exactly, yes. Maybe you know Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon was a monk, and this monk didn't invent the fermentation, but he knew how to masterize the fermentation, because in the past, the barrels were uh, moving from France to England in boats, and some of them were arriving fizzy in England. So we, the, the farmers asked uh, a scientist, this monk was a scientist, to understand why some barrels were fizzy and some were not fizzy. And finally, English people say, maybe they didn't say it in an email, but they say in the past, can you make something to, for all your barrels to arrive fizzy because your wine is much better when it's fizzy than when it's flat? So we say to uh, Mr. Dom Perignon, can you understand that? But can you also create the process to make every barrel being fizzy? Well, um, that's quite the history. I am familiar with Dom Perignon, certainly the, uh, the Tete de Cuvée from Wet and Chandon, but uh, I like that guy named Dom Ruinard. He's one of my favorites. And, yes. and of course, we're talking about the small village of uh, uh, OVA, which is just over, um, is, that's not the Côte de Blanc, is it? Where's the OVA? That's in it, it, it's, the, it's the beginning of the Côte de Blanc. It's a turntable between Côte de Blanc, the end of uh, Montagne de Reims, and the beginning of the other side, Valley de la Marne, to its really the, the crossroads. Of I love it. So we have a little history here. So um, you said you produce 14 wines. I selected two wines to taste today because they really, really appealed to me. And I have to say, um, when it comes to champagne, I, I'm pretty easy. I love most of it. <laughs> uh, yours are very interesting because you've got uh, um, single grape varieties, and, and we think about Blanc de Blanc, which means a 100% Chardonnay, or Blanc de Noir, which means a 100% wine from a red grape, and those two red grapes are Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier, now called Meunier to sort of help uh, clear the air. Um, the wines I selected today is uh, one of your Melazim um, wines, and that it's a vintage wine from Premier Cru Vineyards, and this is 100% Chardonnay. Tell me about the Marie Amélie. Wait, Amélie? Marie Amélie. <laughs> Marie Amélie Cuvée. Yes. This Cuvée is from Villers Marmerie. As I say, it's the only village of Montagne de Reims to carry Chardonnay. And it's coming from three old vines, more than 60 years old, that we kept uh, for this Cuvée. So only when those three old vines provide us the best grapes we make this vintage so it's a very rare, rare sorry vintage it's a vintage we started in two th to produce in 2004 and because it was the date of birth of our daughter called Marie Emily we decided as we are growers to dedicate this vintage to our daughter Marie Emily how about that fantastic um, you know I'm really enjoying the wine it has a, a moderate weight to it and of course um, the um, 
pétillant. It's, it's not quite as fizzy as I would expect. Do you have, and the acid is bright, but it's rounded. Does this go through malolactic fermentation? It's also a matter of malolactic fermentation, but it's also a, a matter of time. When you leave time to malolactic fermentation, to first fermentation and second fermentation to happen, you don't stress your wine. And when you don't stress your wine, it's when, when you don't stress your colleague, they will give their best, much better than if they are under stress. And it's also because the Pinot Noir on Montagne de Reims are slightly different different as the Pinot Noir on the Côte des Blancs. I mean, certainly you have friends in the mountains. They are, can be as clever as you are, but because they live in a rude weather, a rude atmosphere, they are much stronger than you are. And it's the same for those Chardonnay. They live in altitude, Montagne de Reims, and we say that the um, Chardonnay from Villers-Marmerie, Pinot, it means they are going the way of the Pinot. They are a little bit more round mm. and more full body than the Chardonnay from Côte de Blanc. It makes sense because uh, that's pretty much how many of the uh, Vitis vinifera vines propagated, just being planted next to each other and taking on some of those characteristics. Um, this delicious wine, um, you're not quite yet distributed here in Seattle, but I'm, I'm very confident that your wines will be picked up by a lucky distributor and will share them with the public. The second wine I chose is a rosé, and um, this rosé comes from Grand Cru Vineyards, which means it's one vineyards that are located in one of 17 different villages, or uh, the, the towns of the crew, uh, from A to V, actually. We've got uh, Ambonet and I to Verzenay and Verzi. Uh, let's talk about the this. This is a multi-vintage wine as well, right? So the Rosé Grand Cru. Yes, this Rosé Grand Cru is uh, coming from Verzi and Verzenay, the Grand Cru area of Verzi and Verzenay. And concerning the vines first, it's coming from vines exposed north because Pinot Noir is the strong guy, the powerful grape variety. The Grand Cru terroir can provide also very powerful taste. So we selected plots exposed north because we wanted the vines not to have enough photosynthesis to be fed only by the sun. And north exposure means that they have to develop their roots and the food in the soil and in the soil they also catch the elegance and the signature. Okay let me recap this for a second. So most in the northern hemisphere um, the sun sets and gets the land that gets the most exposure is the slopes that are facing south. Now this particular vineyard is facing north which means the sun is earlier in the morning and it doesn't get late night sun which happens to be warmer. So you're saying that because it's north the vines have to work harder to get their food in the soil? Yes because not enough photosynthesis to feed them so and they have to be fed anyway so because the sun will not provide enough food they will develop the roots they will catch food in the soil and because we work each plots using the natural grass cover or the plow we for we push the vines to go uh, the roots sorry to go as deep as they can and if they go deep they will drink water from the capillarity it means water from the subsoil and not water from the rain and it will make the difference in terms of flavors and tasting, and I name that the signature of the terroir. Interesting. Um, and how many years, I'm speaking with uh, Nicolas Reynon, who is the vigneron, for Champagne, uh, Henriette Bazin, uh, along with his wife, the winemaker, uh, her name? Marie Noel. Marie Noel. Wonderful. She's here today uh, at the um, Renaissance Hotel for part of the Le Champagne and des Vignerons event, which is, uh, you know, grower producers and co-op producers. Um, Tell me, there's this great soil that uh, is really the bedrock, for lack of a better word, and truly that's the word, of Champagne. What is this soil? It's chalk. 
exactly the same choke as we used when we were young uh, to write on the blackboard. It's quite uh, clear choke and after that you can have different structure of the choke it can be big blocks of choke it can be really really little blocks it can have been mixed with some sand because it was on the shore it can have been mixed with clay or whatever and from this choke uh, will this choke sorry and this mix of choke will give the taste to the to the each grapes Love it. And that's called calcareous uh, limestone, also known as Kimmeridgian clay. It runs from the White Cliffs of Dover in England all through, uh, well, some of the Loire Valley and then into Champagne and sound to Burgundy. Um, Nicolas Reynon with Champagne Henrié Bazin. Um, thank you so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you and drink champagne. Cheers. Perfect. Good. It was OK.